Welcome back, you guys, to the Pivot Podcast. Happy Pivot Day. It is the Pivot Day, and we are talking about Season 2, Episode 10, The One with Russ. The One with Russ. I like it. Yeah. It's a simple title. It's a good one. Um, How was your camping extravaganza last weekend? So let me tell you, camping with a toddler is really hard. (laughs) Yeah, did not see that coming. Yeah. I was like, I mean, okay, it was fun. Um, she had a great time. She played in dirt. We roasted marshmallows. Um, you know, I love camping, so I I was excited to like share all of this stuff with her, and so it was it was fun. But like, I, we talked about it, and I was like, tent camping with a kid. I mean, even though we had her pack and play, and we actually borrowed some cots from my mother and father in law, it was still like hard to sleep. It rained and like lightning stormed the first night. So like it was bright in the tent for me. So I didn't sleep. So why do you go camp? Like that sounds terrible. So we talked about it and I'm like, you know, I will still go camping because I like camping. But I think it would be nice to maybe like rent one of those camper vans or just something that's not a tent. You think (laughs) Uh, the whole time I was just like, I would pay so much money to see Tiana camp. Like this is I why would, the bitch doesn't do this. I would pay so much money to see Tiana camp. It would be so funny. <laughs> you can't pay me. No, but cool thing that happened. So friends that met us from Texas, they have a camper van that they renovated. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And they had these um, inflatable paddle boards. Ooh, do love that. So much fun. Want to buy one. Already have some saved on Facebook marketplace. Mm -hmm. And while we were paddle boarding, saw a fucking bald eagle. So cool. You know, I don't understand Coloradans like affliction for bald eagles. What is the big fucking deal? I think they're pretty. Why? I don't know. Why don't you like them? What's wrong with them? I don't like birds. Okay. Even, and like, we'll be at like the zoo and go like, oh, it's a bald eagle. I'm like, you know, I don't really fucking care. Really? Why do people like bald eagles? I, well, see, I like big birds. I, I think big birds are really beautiful. I think they're very Mm. majestic. You don't think they're like creepy and fucking spooky? No. Pigeons, sure. But like you have, you've been to Venice, right? You, You know, the pigeons are everywhere and they're yucky and gross. Like. Yeah, I mean, small birds, meh, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think big birds like that, like we have hawks by our house, are just beautiful. I just, I don't know. I have a a love for them. I think they're they're amazing creatures. I do not fuck with them. I mean, you shouldn't fuck with them. They've got talons that'll kill you, so. I don't fuck with them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you like bald eagles. I, I do. I had no idea that your visceral hate for birds was so real. Oh, I really do not like birds. Okay. It's it's a real thing. I really hate birds. Okay, I know what I'm getting you now. <laughs> Graham's mom has like a little it's like a cute small parrot something and like it's just his name is Cosmo and like it's just not I'm just not into it. See, okay, I don't believe in birds as pets. Because I mean same. I think <laughs> birds are the they're flight creatures. They they should be in the wild. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in birds as pets, but yeah, it's something with like the flapping of the wings and just like 
their beaks and their like talons. Like they can fuck off. Really. <laughs> I now know how to torture you. This is great. I, I mean, seriously, like I will, if, if a bird, like I will, I can't hold chickens. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, their chickens are flighty, like scary. I don't it's know. It's just not, it's just not my thing. <laughs> All right. Respect that. But I, I mean, I got excited at the bald eagle. I'm glad that you had some excitement. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. But camping with toddlers, ugh, we had family. So I think that because we had family and friends, that made everything a lot easier. But um, I came back and I was like, I need a vacation for my vacation. That sounds exhausting. I was exhausted. My body hurt from mm-hmm. sleeping in weird positions. Yeah, you're sleeping on the floor. Yeah, we even had cots. We had cots that we slept on. Like that elevate you? Mm-hmm. But they even still, they're firm. They they hurt. So the only way I would go camping and I've only been camping once and it was a glamping experience is in like a a wedding in Montana. (gasps) Yes. And they had like these lovely tents set up with like platform floors and like electricity and heat and like a nice queen size bed with bedding. And like it was it was like the bougiest experience ever. I would only do that again if I additionally had a private bathroom attached (laughs) i really want to go glamping like they have a couple places here in colorado that have those really beautiful yurts yeah that's maybe probably what i'm thinking about is a yurt yeah where they have like it's like a giant like mm -hmm. room and they have so the ones that i've looked up they have that platform bed like you're talking Mm -hmm. about but it's in the middle of the room and then they've got a big wall in the middle and then behind that is like kind of an open bathroom but it's your own private bathroom Mm -hmm. so yeah i would do that yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah, I think my days of tent camping are over with a kid. Although I do, you're going to hate this. I like <laughs> I like backpacking, like backpacking Ugh. into the wilderness. I do that with Paul. Oh my God. The hubs. Without the kid. How are we friends? I don't know. I was thinking about that. I was <laughs> like, wow, we are really different. <laughs> you, again, you could not pay me enough to haul a bunch of shit into the woods Go pee in the woods and poo and, you know, <laughs> God knows what else. Yeah, you have to go source your own water because you can't carry it all in. Because if you're in there for a couple of days, you have to, we have the things where you uh, have to pump it through filters and pump it into your water bottles. Or we've got the iodine tablet. This is just so much work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. What? Like, What? It's amazing because you're like where nobody else is. It's so quiet. The stars. Oh my God. The amount of stars you can see. It's also like a challenge because you're carrying like the last time I went, it was like a 40 pound back. That's the competitive part in you. Oh, it's totally. That makes sense. Yes. Right. That's on brand. That is on brand. So, but yeah, I think, I think opposites attract here. We're, we were meant to be friends. I I still, I was telling Tiana before we were recording at, we were talking about consumerism last episode and apparently <laughs> I got into her head about consumerism. Well, she got into my head about buying clothes. I mean, I am consumerism. I'm, it's not going to change. You are, but you also buy quality clothes. Yeah. Whereas buy I, it nicer, buy it twice people. That's exactly what she said. And that got into my head. So this whole week we've been thinking about what we were talking <laughs> about to each other. And now we're in each other's heads. Cause I want to buy a present for her child's birthday, but then I know that she hates consumerism. Yeah. So I, do I disrespect your wishes or get a good present? <laughs> I, I guess respect your wishes or get a good present. That's the way. Yes. I mean. To be determined. To, 
TBD, I mean, I already told you, we have family that I know will not adhere to that. So mm-hmm. I already told him, all right, look, you're not going to listen to me. So here's what she needs. There you go. Maybe I, I could get her a nice saxophone that oh plays God. automatic music with each button. I will literally sneak into your house <laughs> dressed as a fucking bird and scare the <laughs> shit out of you in the middle like, of the night. Oh my God, look at that bird on our ring doorbell. <laughs> it's dressed, it's like, it looks like a Natalie bird. <laughs> okay, well, I won't buy her the saxophone. Okay, thank you. Maybe something else. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, we do have a listener email. Yes. Okay, I was excited because... Maybe we were wrong and maybe he does listen. It came from your husband, Graham. I think he's just been shamed so much at home <laughs> that he doesn't support his wife that he decided to give an episode a listen. <laughs> Good job, Graham. This is a this is a shame email. This is a shame. I don't I want her to know that I'm listening email. <laughs> he listened to the one with Phoebe's dad, which was last week. Yes. He said he liked the episode. Yep. And he had a, we talked about when I was today years old, revelations yep my lightning and thunder thing. actually he listened to that and he thought that was like quite crazy i was like i don't think it's that 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 out of left field he goes seriously i was like it's because you're a sciencey husband yeah yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> but he had his own his own he had his own today years old or whatever mm-hmm. his is the his most recent today years old is around the saying break a leg like in the um acting world or whatever mm-hmm. it's part of a good luck send-off apparently that's something that people say going through acting auditions because if you break a leg you will be put into a cast it's a play on word how adorable i did i mean that makes so much sense but i didn't know that i knew it was nuanced but i didn't know that that was why i thought it was i don't know I, honestly i thought it was like some sort of deeper like medieval meaning or something but that's cuter I like it. I mean, it may, that one makes a lot of sense. It totally does. I, I like that one. So thanks, Graham. Learn something new, too. Thanks, sciencey husband. <laughs> well, um, so back to the one with Russ. So yes. our writers this week are David Crane, Marta Kaufman, our showrunners, mm-hmm. and then Ira Ungerleider. Mm-hmm. And then our director. Okay, I had to look up how to say his name. I was looking at this one. This is a weird one. I, I had to look it up. And then it's Thomas... Sch- Oh my god, I'm gonna mess it up. Schlam. It's not Schlame. I thought it was Schlame. <laughs> I was gonna say Schlame, and then I was like, I gotta know how to say Thomas this. Thomas Schlame. I like Thomas Schlame better. I did sound like salami. <laughs> Thomas Schlame. So Thomas Schlam. Um, and he actually did a lot. I when I was looking up how to say his name, I saw he had I mean, he's done a ton of stuff. He's done the West Wing. He's done he was Ooh, big TV guy. Mm-hmm. So he's done a ton of a ton of stuff. So um our original air date for this episode, January 4th, 1996. We are into 1996. New Year's. Yay, so fun. Fun shit. Yes, and on to the fun shit. <laughs> Let's get into this recap, man. Okay. I like these storylines. Oh, they're they're good. They're good. I got I got thoughts. We'll we'll oh, divulge. We okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Joey. Mm-hmm. So Joey has been in a play again. He's been he's excited because he's got um, some reviews in the newspaper that recently came in. He drags them all at like midnight to go read the recent reviews. But after reading all the reviews, they realize that they're horrible. I know. And what good friends to go with him. I know. To go look. It's like, oh, so sweet. But yeah, poor guy. Poor Joey. He gets upset and he's like, I should just quit. I know. 
I'm sure there's been so many actors in that space. Just like, what the hell? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. It's a tough business. Like there's probably so many former actors and actresses that are mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Which is like what I'm realizing is like with this recent like writers and actors strike with mm-hmm. SAG is actually ha- like most of the actors in the the SAG union, like they don't get paid shit. No, I had no idea. Like the, they're, they're not like all rich. Like a- just because you're an actor doesn't mean you're insanely rich. Like not no. everybody can be the friends cast. No, absolutely not. And or I Tom think Cruise. It's actually gotten worse since then from what I understand. Yes. It sounds like basically people like big names that I recognize are like, I couldn't pay for my rent. I could barely pay for food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are in this major motion picture or you're in this major TV show and you can't even support yourself. Like that's not okay. Yeah. So when you think about all the actors, all the commercial actors, like Mm -hmm. these people are getting screwed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So poor Joey. I know. Only he had a strike to go on. (laughs) Poor Joey. So he gets, so the next day he gets an offer. He has a little lifeline, a little lifeboat to audition for Days of Our Lives. I've been waiting for this storyline. I know. I cannot wait. Well, and like I was a fan of Days of Our Lives, like not anymore because I don't watch it. I'd mm-hmm. like to say I have a life, but we've all talked about how much we watch Love Island, so I won't go there. <laughs> but I don't watch Days of Our Lives anymore, but I used to love it. Um, After the audition, he goes to see his agent Estelle. Oh my God, Estelle. He thinks it went well, but he get and he gets a call back for Thursday. Yeah, let's let's. I just ran through that. Estelle, can we have a moment for Estelle? Yes, thank you. I was gonna go back there, Sorry. but like her when she pulls up the cigarette holder and it's just like, pop, and then all these cigarettes come like flying out. Oh my God, I know she's such a character. I'm glad we get to see her. She's brilliant. So he, so Joey gets the feeling that if he'd sleep with the casting woman, he would get the job. Estelle calls her and confirms that that is in fact true. <laughs> oh, but um, Joey's he's really conflicted because he doesn't want know if like this should be his big break or not. Like he doesn't know if he wants his big break to come just because he slept with somebody for the role and makes a bunch of sauce. Oh, I know. Okay, the sauce thing. I didn't <laughs> remember that. It's like stress sauce or whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah. What happens to the sauce? Graham's like, like, why is he making so much sauce? I was like, he's Italian. <laughs> it's where he gets out his like stress. So yeah, makes food. But yeah, I thought that that whole scene was funny. It's like, it, did Italy call and say that they are hungry? I know. It, I thought it was really interesting that they put this sort of position on a male character versus a female character. I thought the same thing. And I think they did that on purpose because I don't think anybody would have paid it as much attention to it. And I think that putting it on the opposite sexes in like a heteronormative society is very interesting that Mm -hmm. it's like this push. And he's like, eh, I I don't know. I want to make this an honest thing. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. has to think about it. Yeah, because I think I think women get shit a lot of the time for doing that. Oh, yeah. In this case, it's the man. Yeah, absolutely. If you were in Joey's position, would you do it? No. No? Mm-mm. No. But I also haven't been in Joey's position, so I don't know that sense of desperation. I don't know. I would do it. You would do it? 100%. What if he's ugly? See, in this scenario... 
Joey's like, yeah, if I saw her out on the street, I would be asking her out anyways. Oh, okay. It would have to be, it would have to be someone that like I'm attracted to. Yeah. Oof. And didn't I, creep me out. Yeah. No Harvey Weinstein. No. Ugh, that guy. He rot. But and it would have to be on my own terms. Like Harvey Weinstein forced women, right? Yeah. This absolutely. would be on your own terms of like, you know what? I'm fucking doing it. She opened the door, you're just he's just walking through it kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I still have the power. But if this is like gonna help my career out and this is like my livelihood, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and it's also you thinking about it. Like he sat down on the curb in the beginning. He's like, I've been doing this for ten years and right. he's how old at that point? Twenty seven? Twenty six, I think. Twenty six. So I mean he's you know, acting since you're sixteen, didn't go to college or anything, mm-hmm. right? Like he literally put all his eggs into one basket and then nothing's coming of it. Well, I might I might be I might be swayed to do that. I think it's like not that different than being a Nepo baby, to be honest. Oh my God. Do you know that that's like the big uh, Halloween costume? Just a plain shirt. Says Nepo ne- baby. Like Nepo the baby, baby on one. It. Yes. Come on, people put a little more effort into it. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. Um, but yeah, I, I understand because sex is involved and it's a little more, trans- it's transactional, but like, yeah. At the end of the day, you had extra help to get to where you're at. So, you know, it's two consenting and adults. At the end of the day, if you truly are, if you truly are talented, you will continue to go forward. Right? That's true. There's not a lot of untalented Nepo babies that get by that you're like, what the fuck are they doing? I know. You know, so, and I think if you sleep for a role, you're not going to get very far. True. Although it's funny, he turns her down and then he does, he comes, she comes back and is like, wait, 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 I'll give you a better part. Yes. And, and sweetens the pot. Yes. I think that would be really hard to turn down because cab driver is just like, meh. Yeah. I think that's a good way to specify if it, it also depends on the role, right? Yeah, if it's totally. like, okay, this is really not that big of a deal, but if it's like, she gives him Dr. Drake Ramore, neurosurgeon recurring in at least four episodes. Like, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I love Dr. Drake Ramore. I do too. It's so good. Oh. And I love soap operas. Like, it, like they're so good. They have a place in the world. They really do. So hilarious. Telenovelas. Like they really, really have a, a niche market and it's mm-hmm. or niche, niche market. Is that how you say it? I think it could go both ways. Whatever. It's like data and data. Oh my God. I don't even know. Data. 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 I'm a, I'm a data girl. I'm a da- data. I think I say data. <laughs> yeah. Or like caramel. Do you say caramel? No, caramel. Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> caramel. Who says caramel? Some people do. I don't know. It's like when people say, what is it? If you're from the East coast, you say Pop, pop, or soda. Mm-hmm. I say soda. We say soda. I think mm-hmm. pop is the the East Coast mm-hmm. or soda pop. Soda pop. Or like a bubbler. Some people call water fountains. Like we call it a water fountain. People in like, I think the Midwest call it a bubbler. Really? Mm-hmm. Never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, we could go on. There's so yeah. many. Shall we talk about Monica? Yes. Okay. 
Okay. This is where my my curmudgeon comes in a little Ooh, bit. Okay. I'm interested to know your take because I think this is a storyline that could potentially like not have aged super well depending on how it's handled and I think depending on how you're viewing it. Yep. And I think that that's where my curmudgeon comes in. Okay. Let's chat about it, shall we? We shall. Monica is dating an ex-boyfriend, Fun Bobby. We've yes. seen Fun Bobby before. Mm-hmm. He was in the what, New, Year's. New Year's episode where they yep. all made the deal in season one. Yep. And his grandfather died and he was not fun during that episode. Nope. He was crying on the couch. He was sad. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, Fun Bobby. So they're all hanging out at the apartment. And w- after Fun Bobby leaves, they realize that most of the alcohol that was drunk that night, which is three bottles of wine was from fun Bobby. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I think when they were counting them, it was like every, some people had two glasses, some people had one and they were like, that's two bottles, but I have five here is what Rachel says. So it was three bottles that he drank by himself. Yes. Like basically all the friends, all, all six of them combined drank two bottles of wine. Yes. And then fun Bobby drank three. Yes. (laughs) Which is, that is a lot. It, it It is a lot. But I also find it really interesting that a group of mid 20 somethings only has one glass of wine on a. Yeah. I mean, know? they don't drink a lot on the show. Like, no, they don't get wasted. There's, you know, whenever someone is drunk, it's it's a very unusual, funny scenario. It's an event. It's an event. And I was thinking about I'm like, do we just drink more now? Or is it more about the times and this was like eight o'clock on a Thursday night pseudo family and they couldn't really make it more adult. That's a good point. That's kind of what I'm That's thinking. That's a good point. Maybe they didn't. Cause like when you think about sex in the city at the same time, they were drinking those Cosmos. Oh, a lot left and right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was more like they wanted to be a little bit closer to like that family friendliness, mm-hmm. And so they probably didn't want to encourage like, that kind of drinking. They wanted the storyline to be They probably cleaner. didn't show it. Yeah, a little cleaner. But yeah, like you said, there's so many lines where one of the characters is usually drunk or a couple of them, and it's like uh, hilarious. It's part of the whole shtick. No one on the show has a drinking problem, which is kind of ironic considering Matthew Perry had one. Yes. I know. I don't know if that was the reason that I didn't like the way that this aged is because now I'm viewing it through that lens. Yeah, I mean, basically the insinuation is that Fun Bobby is an alcoholic and he's only fun because, like, Monica realizes that they've never hung out when he's not drinking. So alcohol is making him fun. Yes. Which I think is a lot of people's fears of, like, if I do stop drinking, like, Sober Curious is super popular right now and Mm -hmm. some people are worried because they're like, well, does that take away my ability to socialize? And I don't think COVID has helped that. No, I think COVID probably exacerbated a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. And made people drink, like, I mean, when we were in COVID, we were drinking every night on, like, Wednesday. <laughs> like, there was nothing else to do. Yeah, we had so many virtual uh, happy hours. Oh, my people. God. Never bring back virtual happy hours, please. Oh, I do do virtual happy hours Ugh. sometimes. But they're friends that live across the country, so it's Okay, like, that's fine. Yeah, not like with- work virtual happy hours, like, shoot me. Yeah, I don't know that I would like that. No. No. I, no. No, I didn't work a virtual job, so- I did not have that. Now you do. Now I do. And it's fun. (laughs) And if someone says, let's do a virtual happy hour, you'd be like, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. But yeah, like, can you imagine it? 
I wonder if it was awkward for Matthew Perry filming this episode with an, a person who is insinuated to be an alcoholic while he has, while he and himself is an alcoholic and hiding it. I don't think that he probably saw himself as an alcoholic at the time. I think mm. that he was probably like still in the depths of the masquerade mm-hmm. because what he went to rehab between seasons three and four Mm. Or was it two and three? No. He went to rehab, I think, between four and five. Four and five. When Monica and Chandler got engaged. Yes, yes, because that's where you see the big shift in his weight. He was skinny, and then he gained a lot of weight. Yep, yep, because, yeah. Anyways, if you haven't listened to our episode um, talking about Matthew Perry's memoir, you need to go back and listen to it. We take that all down. We break that down. Break it all down. But yeah, I mean, I think at that point he probably really wasn't actually yeah, admitting that he had a problem. I think that he was still really hiding it. So I, th- he probably just like thought of this as just part of the job, mm-hmm. like didn't even relate it to himself. Yeah. So we but, could be totally off. We don't know Matthew Perry. So <laughs> I do not know you. Yeah. But if you want to be friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, you know, Monica brings up to, brings it up to fun Bobby in a very nonchalant way. She's like, you've been making a lot of stuff Irish and I'm worried about you, which I think she did it in a very nice way. But I think. Oh, no, it wasn't in front of anyone. It was the, just them, too. Yeah, I think she, she did it very nicely. Mm-hmm. He was very receptive. And mind you, they've only been dating two weeks. Right. They've known each other for a while, though. So mm-hmm. I think. I think it was fine. I think the way that she went about it was fine. I think that what happened afterwards is where I got really frustrated is like, oh, so now you can't handle him being boring. So you have to drink. Yeah. So he says he'll try to quit and he he does, Mm -hmm. which seemed really easy, but okay. (laughs) Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Um, It's not the first time somebody brings it up to him. Okay. And like to your point, now that he's not drinking... Monica realizes that he's only fun because of the alcohol. And now he's ridiculously dull, Bobby. (laughs) Did I tell you that the light bulb on my fridge is out? (laughs) There are no hardware stores open in the village past midnight. (laughs) My whole, I was just like, why are you out at midnight looking for a hammer? Like that's New York. That was my question is what did you need the hammer for? I know. I mean, And Monica's in a tough spot because she realizes she's like, well, now I can't break up with him because I'm the one that made him stop drinking. Yeah, I I agree with that statement is like, ooh, you think? Yeah, because how terrible is it for somebody to say like, hey, you have a problem, but I'm not willing to sit through this with you right now. Like that would be really tough to hear. But if he's not the person that she wants to be in a relationship, why should she have to stay? that's true like that is true although I think that it ended the best way and the one thing that I think actually does age really well is I love how he talks about a codependent relationship I'm like that's so on brand oh my gosh okay so it's it's codependent because Monica starts to drink more because she finds his stories way more tolerable yes which makes sense yeah and they're about to go away for the weekend and fun Bobby breaks up with her because she thinks she has a drinking problem and he's not strong enough yeah. To be in the codependent relationship. Yeah. So honestly, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of a, it's sort of funny. It's not the funniest thing I've ever seen on Friends. I It's just like, meh. I don't know. I could, I could leave that storyline kind of thing. So that's why I'm just like, 
Ech. I mean, he is really funny, though, in the episode. Like, he is really funny. His stories and then, like, his like his acting. He's really funny in the episode. He is. And I, I'm not very close to alcoholism. I don't have that in my family. I don't know any alcohol, any addicts. So I don't know if the storyline would be different, but I do think it's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have as big of a problem with it as you do. Yeah. I think it's because I worked in like the recovery world yeah. and I do have um, addicts in my family and I have friends that are in recovery. And so I'm just like, meh, I don't resonate with it anymore. Now, back when I first watched this, I did think it was funny. Is it like, and this is just me being ignorant here, but is it, is this a way where you can laugh about it or is it not like, how do you, cause at some t- point you're going to have to like laugh about something, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think this is like one of those where you're just like, yeah, this is funny. I mean, it's funny. Like the guy's a dull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor fun Bobby. Poor fun Bobby. Which I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Like the world revolves around alcohol. I think it just it totally looks at crazy. the crazy. It's the lens which you look it through. Oh my god, the lens at which you look at it through. Like yeah, that that's what I don't know. And I, maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace when I was watching it. But you know, you still think it's not funny. Yeah, it is just interesting though because like the whole sober curious movement is interesting. Like the dry dry January thing. Like mm-hmm. when you do stop drinking for whatever reason, it's quite shocking how much alcohol runs the world. Well, it's funny because we were just talking about this last week. Was it last week or the week before we were talking about 50 year olds and the difference between like golden girls versus 50 year olds now, like JLo. And you're like, well, she's, it's because she doesn't drink. It's like, Oh my God, that's so true. And you look at people, especially like Vanderpump rules, Lala Kent, she doesn't drink and Mm -hmm. look at her skin. I mean, she has really changed a lot. Facially, I mean, I know that she has, uh, she does get stuff. surgery, Natalie. She does get work done. <laughs> but like, you know, she'll talk about like how it's also changed a lot of her routines and stuff. Well, like Blake Lively, she does not, doesn't drink. Which I find ironic since her and her husband both own their own alcohol businesses. She has both. She, she has does. a non-alcohol and an alcohol. That doesn't bug me as much. Yeah. Um, That doesn't bug me as much. If it was just an alcohol line for her, what is it? Betty Buzzed? Yeah. If it was just that alcohol line, I think I'd have a problem with it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. If like if you don't drink but you have an alcohol line, that's incongruent. But if she she already had a mocktail whatever line, and yep. then she's like, I'm gonna expand the brand. Like, okay, go get the coin. Like, that's good business, you know? Yeah, but it is interesting how much alcohol really runs so much. Like you said, it's like every social situation, every sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, God, there are all-inclusive resorts dedicated to drinking as much alcohol as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And I think it just happens with age. Like I'll watch a lot of Alex Earl on TikTok. Do you know who that is? I don't. She's a super cute influencer. She's went to the university of Miami, just graduated and like she parties, Mm. but she's fucking 20 years old, like 21, 22. I don't know. She obviously can drink, but she's young and it's like when you're in college it doesn't matter and then you get older and you're like oh fuck yeah this alcohol is killing me no i mean like good example camping like we drink a lot when we camp mm-hmm. I- yeah what else are you gonna do out there <laughs> stare at bald eagles while you have a beer in hand i guess yeah because they're fucking majestic okay they're not gonna come and like kill me with their talents t so you think <laughs> 
No, uh, it's funny because like I laid down, I wasn't drunk, but I had had a couple different alcohols that day mm-hmm. and I woke up feeling sick. Now I could drink, I used to count, I used to take a marker on my arm to count how many shots I would take just oh, to keep track. And I think I got up to like 10 to 12 one night. It's quite astonishing what the 20 year old body can do. Uh, the 20 right? year old liver. It's amazing. She's, she's, she works hard. Yes, she does. But I should not be able to drink like that now because that would just be reckless. Oh, no. So it's okay. No, no, no. Yes. I'm, but I'm glad I had those times. Like I'm glad I did that stuff. And I, that I had, Oh yeah. you know, I went out to the bars and the clubs and you know, I'm, I don't regret any of that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm glad that there is a sober curious movement because I think that there should be stuff for everybody. Yeah. So as Graham and I have like tried to get pregnant and stuff that has definitely made me more aware of like my drinking and stuff. Obviously like it's not the biggest deal if you have a drink when you don't know you're pregnant, but I took it as an opportunity to really like try to do good for my body. And like, it, it was quite shocking. Just like, wow, I really just all the opportunities that come up, I guess, essentially. Yes. And then when you're not drinking, people look at you and they're like, what's going on with you? What's like, wrong? They look at you like you have four heads. Right. And then if you are a woman, of course, it's immediately, are you pregnant? It's mm-hmm. like, well, that's such a loaded question. Please don't ask me that. That's none of your business. But it is interesting how like if you don't want to drink, it can make some people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Absolutely. I, I have a couple good friends who are both in recovery. And especially like talking to one of them who like really works her program. It's really interesting to hear because if you know anybody who's in like AA or NA, like anybody who's not in recovery, we're called normies. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And so I've learned a lot from her, like just hearing and thinking about social situations and stuff. Like when I ask her to go do something, I'm like, oh, well, this coffee shop is also a bar is that mm-hmm. uncomfortable for you like are you triggered yeah you know and triggered if I drink right like what what are your boundaries kind of thing it definitely like it it does make you think so it's interesting that that kind of like made you think too mm-hmm. so. and especially in like work situations like I would travel for work and like mm-hmm. you'd have a work dinner and like maybe I just didn't want to drink that night because we were trying to get pregnant and like I just wanted to not have alcohol in my body like it makes people uncomfortable. It does. It is very interesting. Like in this episode when he's like, t- when Bun Bobby tells Phoebe, I'm going to quit drinking. She goes, oh, why? <laughs> like that's, that's people's reaction. It is. It's totally that those people, but then you got the opposite of like, <laughs> she's talking about the story of like, oh, it was so wasted or right. like, oh, I woke up in this dumpster in Connecticut. And <laughs> they judge you if you do. They judge you if you don't. Exactly. It's, it's such a, ugh. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. I, I, I like how this, <laughs> we like digress down this whole mm-hmm. rabbit hole of this, but it's a very interesting uh, storyline. It's, it's nuanced. A, it's very nuanced and it's, um, it's a thinker. It makes you think. We won't see Fun Bobby again. So thank you for the times, but Fun Bobby. Yes. So let's talk about Rachel and Ross. Oh God. The one okay. that inspired our title. Yes. Rachel has a date with a new guy, Russ. Russ. He's basically just a cheap knockoff version of Ross. Mm-hmm. He is a periodontist, which is a doctor of gums. Is that, that is a real thing. It has to be a real thing. Yeah. Okay. He um he has the same prolonged speech cadence as Ross, and he looks identical, but with long hair and like 
It is David Schwimmer. Oh yeah, it, it's David <laughs> Schwimmer with prosthetics. With prosthetics and long and a wig. Yes. <laughs> God. Which is so funny. But basically it's like Rachel has sought out someone exactly like Ross because she wants to date Ross, but she doesn't want to actually date Ross. Right. I really got irritated with Ross this episode where it was like, he said, oh, are we seeing other people? And then why the fuck would you ask that? What? Like, come on. He does that throughout the series. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's again, just Ross's inability to communicate and like, terrible at relationships Ross so Phoebe's like um Rachel like they're at the coffee shop she's like he's quite familiar no (laughs) Rachel doesn't see it I know which I'm like how could you not but again this is kitschy like this is funny I think this part is pretty funny um Rachel's outfit in this first scene of the coffee house though she's got again the apron is this the black yes the black animal i think it's like cheetah print or something is it it just looks sparkly to me but i didn't pay attention super close i think it's it's just animal it's like a black muted animal print yeah it looks i think it is cheetah and it's like a mock turtleneck again it looks so good so cute on her with the black and white skirt mm-hmm. or apron i love that mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. that look and i think you know all i think it's phoebe too phoebe's got the oh no this is earlier phoebe's got the mona lisa dress and fabulous <gasps> blowout yes i thought that that was so cute so good yes so good love that so the next day they're all at the coffee shop again and phoebe's like again trying to tell her like you're just dating a different version of ross mm-hmm. and rachel's like no i'm dating russ <laughs> Like Russ Ross, same same Steve Sleeve, <laughs> Steve Steve. <laughs> okay, and so then you know, as Phoebe's trying to tell Rachel, like, um, you're dating Ross. Ross and Russ are like going at it at the most like petty topics, right? Like card shark, or card sharp, and like I don't even know what they're, they're just weenies talking about. God knows what I know. Yeah, and Rachel walks up behind them and like as they're arguing, the cadence is the same. They're basically mirror images and she's like, oh, ew, 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 (laughs) and dumps him. Yes. Bye-bye, Russ. Yes. But who walks in? Yes. At later, Russ comes back. He's sad because Rachel dumped him. And then Julie walks in and it's love at first sight. I forgot that we saw Julie again. Me too. I truly did. And so I was like, oh my God, that's right. So she goes off with her Russ now. I know. So, so cute. I think I was looking at how they did the whole side by side. And I think it's mostly green screen stuff that they yeah. did. Except for if you're watching and there's somebody like they're like Russ the back is of their head. back. Yeah. It's a, it's a double. Yeah. So that way they didn't have to use green screen for everything. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like how they filmed like, um, Parent trap. Parent trap. Thank yep. you. I knew that's where you were going. You know uh-huh. where I'm going. Yes. Yeah. I think they just like film it again twice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. All right. We actually have a lot to get into for background research, fashion blenders. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. And we are back. We got some fun stuff this one. We got a lot actually. <laughs> a lot. Holy crap. Okay. So obviously we talked about Russ is played by David Schwimmer. Yeah. And, but he's credited as Snaro. Snaro is Snaro. Yeah. I, I, I was like, is this a different guy? It took, I was like really trying to find, I was like, is this a different guy? But it's David Schwimmer. <laughs> oh, it's totally David Schwimmer. But then I was like, well, is that like an anagram of 
his name. I was like, no, that doesn't spell David or Schwimmer. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get it. So it must have been like some sort of like joke, right? And it was a tribute to David Crane's friend. David Crane, the showrunner. He said that Sonaro was his Croatian friend. <laughs> But I, I don't think he's actually Croatian. I think that was a joke, but it is a tribute to his friend, but it's also David Trimmer's alias. That's funny. I don't know. I, like I think it. it's just one big inside joke. I think so too. <laughs> and that we're just like not in on it. And, and we're I, just like, please. I like it. Help I, me. Help me. So, um, so we see June Gable mm-hmm. who plays Estelle. God, I love her. I think she does she's, such a good job. This is, she's, this is one of the most iconic characters on a sitcom. Like she should have won an Emmy for this shit. I, I think that they all should have won an Emmy. I don't get why they did it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it bugs me, but mm-hmm. anyways, so June is really best known for her role as Estelle in Friends, but after Friends, she retired from acting. So mm-hmm. she was donezo. Um, but she appears in season one as a nurse when Carol gives birth. And I remember that you had mentioned mm-hmm. that and I was like, oh my God, I would never have recognized her at all. Right. It's so. interesting. Like, I wonder, like they did that twice now. Mm-hmm. Well, we will see. With Phoebe's brother, he's yes. just condom man. Condom man. And then they bring him back as a brother, way, way more in um, important character. Oh, yes. And then she was just a nurse, an extra. And then they bring her back as Estelle, way more of a better role. Like, I wonder why they go into the archives to find these roles. I'm not mad at it, but I just wonder the decision behind it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. <gasps> uh-huh. Ooh. What? Uh-huh. When she's on the phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, darling. Oh, yes. Yeah, you are going to have to sleep with her. Yeah. Um, so Fun Bobby um, is actually played by Vincent Ventresca. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot about this. I knew that he was in other stuff, but I didn't know that he was the guy in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I didn't either. Does he play like a dick in that movie? He plays like the love interest of Lisa Kudrow, which yes. here we have a crossover, right? Between Lisa Kudrow and Vincent Ventresca from Friends and now into Romy and Michelle. And Romy and Michelle was filmed in 19... Well, Romy and Michelle came out in 1997. So yeah. Lisa Kudrow and he had to have known each other by that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because this is only 1996. So... Super funny, but he plays, um, I, I don't know the character's name, but he plays the love interest. And like when they go back to the reunion, Lisa Kudrow, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Romy and Michelle, um, what are you doing? But it he Billy. is like gross and like hasn't yeah. grown up. So he, like, yeah, he's, his name is Billy and he basically Billy. like, doesn't he like have a wife and stuff, but he's like hitting on Lisa Kudrow and stuff. It's the girl. It was like their mortal enemy who he actually marries. Yes. And like, they're super yes. unhappy. They have all these And he kids tries to or, cheat on her with yes. Lisa. Yeah. And she's like, uh, no, I'm happy to, like, it was more of those, I get more pleasure out of rejecting you right now mm-hmm. than anything. So mm-hmm. Romy and Michelle is such a, like a cult classic. I love that movie. Such a good one. All right. Oh, I also have a point about just fun Bobby in general. Like, when we see him after drinking three bottles of wine, I do think he would have been way more fucked up. Yeah, probably. That, which makes me believe kind of your point about like, they just don't want to show that. Yeah. Cause like, even when like Monica, remember when Monica, 
got her identity stolen. She then oh, was yeah. Monana and she was really drunk, but then they found Monana and she was in jail and she sobered up over the phone like an instant. Instantly, yes. I just don't think I don't I don't know if like the showrunners have never been wasted before, but like I just I think they that make their characters way more sober than they should be if they're drinking. I just don't think they want to perpetuate that like drunk culture yeah. to like encourage it kind mm-hmm. of because like I I slur when I drink too much. And so there's like no way that I would be coherent if I had drank three bottles of wine by myself. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that I would be like yeah. walking straight. <laughs> Which I think like because we watch a lot of reality. I think that's also why they curb a lot of the alcohol on reality shows now. Like now they do. Because now it yeah. used to be bad like Remember I re- with the bachelor in paradise oh. nonsense with the hot tub like so bad and then i used to watch like i i still am a huge challenge fan and do you still do that show yep it's so Damn. good um but they was what does what's his face still tj Ladd? oh my yeah, god how old is that guy i know but dude's still rocking it man so yeah they um he's 46 yeah oh my god but they they used to just like feed especially like real world. I think that that was like kind of where it all began was real world. They would feed all of these kids alcohol to get them to just like do stupid shit. And then they realize like, wow, this is now becoming, they could be liable for sexual assault accidents. Yep. Whatever. Injuries, all of that sort of stuff. So now, yeah, I know there's a rule on love Island where they can only have two drinks a day. Yeah. Two drinks minimum. The options are maximum. Sorry maximum god <laughs> beer wine or orange juice oh i didn't know that that's yeah. interesting do so you remember how i was talking about i watched like some behind the scenes videos with luca on instagram yes so he was saying like he he asked for vodka they don't have that obviously hard alcohol so he uh-huh. just was sober through the whole thing wow interesting mm-hmm. yeah and they have like their individual cups that mm-hmm. the producers will ask them um what they want before the day did you know taking a tangent here but there's so much information did you know that they have off days and like basically when they have an off day they're not allowed to talk about anything important what if people are feuding or if people like like couples can't talk together so he said basically like the guys would just chill and the girls would just chill and it'd be very boring dry conversations because the producers literally will not let you talk about anything because they're giving you an off day from filming but they don't want to miss anything so you can't do anything interesting you can't talk about anything interesting that's bananas like that i feel like that would be worse than just like continuing to film but i guess at the same time it's like maybe you relax a little bit yeah kind of thing but like and they used to take them like to the beach or do some like excursions but they stopped doing that oh probably because it gets big and people like sit and like wait it out they probably are like paparazzi central right they probably know where these houses are now but i thought that was really interesting he talked about the drinks and then i mean he talked about so much but yeah the drinks and days off interesting and when you think about the early seasons like they had them they were smoking there were smoking areas yes they had there hot tubs they had unlimited alcohol there are still smoking areas no but no they're not smoking areas they're not anymore no oh i thought that there were still smoking areas no oh interesting i like that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that but yeah it's disgusting anyways um back to friends mm. 
So this is our first episode with Phoebe's catchphrase. Oh, no. When does she say, say it? Um, I think, is it when Fun Bobby's, they figure out he drank three bottles? Oh, no. Oh, maybe. There's something. I can't remember where it yeah. is, but this is the first. So we got the catchphrases. Now we got Monica's, I know. Mm-hmm. Then we got Phoebe's, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So good. They're all starting to kind of come in, but. David Schwimmer's hi. hi, which they used in this episode. Right. And I mean, that one came in in the pilot too, yeah. though. So, yeah. Um, okay. So one of the like kind of continuity things is that like Joey getting cast on Days of Our Lives couldn't really have been true because it was filmed in California. Days of Our Lives is filmed in California and he lives in New York. So how did that work? I think it's just uh, the network. Like they wanted a soap opera that was on the same network. So they picked Days of Our Lives. Yep. Oversight. I don't think anybody really cared. I don't though. think they really cared. No. I but it so. is interesting because like a little crossover. Jennifer Aniston's dad, John Aniston, he was Victor Kiriakis. Remember I love Victor Kiriakis? Yes. He was on Days of Our Lives since 1984. I think he died. <gasps> That's amazing. Did oh. you know that? I did not. <laughs> That's so cool. He did. Die. He died November 11th, 2022. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Jennifer Anderson's dad, he was on like Days of Our Lives for a like 37 years. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one thing about soap operas. It's yeah. like it really could go on forever yeah. because the the storyline it just never ends. He I mean, was born in Greece. Oh, well, Kyriakis. Chania, Greece. Mm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So another one, when Ross and Russ are doing the crossword puzzle with Chandler, they disagree on whether the correct, the correct word is card shark, which is what Russ says, or card sharp, one word, is what Ross says. They're actually both correct terms. I was more on Russ's side. I was like, I don't know totally, what sharp is. Totally. I was totally on Russ's side on this one. I was like, fuck you, Russ. But card sharp predate well okay so the correct terms with card shark predating and giving rise to the term card shark so mm-hmm. like they're both correct for the same reason mm-hmm. weird i don't get it i i think it's card shark i don't get it yeah i know i'm i'm on yeah. card shark okay so shall we talk about best friend in front of me i need some help yeah i think i might need it too i have my best friend figured out but i don't have my friend of me figured out i yeah same Okay, who is your best friend? Phoebe. Phoebe? Yes. Why? I mean, naturally, I gravitate towards Phoebe, but you know. she is the one that finally gets through the Rachel. Like, do yeah. you not see it? Do you yeah. not see it? So that's my loose reasoning. I get it. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be happy about my best friend. Oh, no. It's Monica, isn't it? No, it's Ross. Oh. I think, like... Ross, like David Schwimmer did the most in this episode, like filming to what double, like just doing the Ross and Russ. Like it's so good. It's so funny. And like, he really, I feel like flexed some good acting muscles this episode. And just like, just Ross fighting himself was hilarious. So (laughs) I'm giving it to Ross. I I actually like respect that. I I don't think that that's, I don't have any disagreement with that one. I was just like, I actually really like Ross in this episode. It's so funny. Yeah, it is. It is really good. It's something different. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't make me mad. 
No, he doesn't make me mad either. I mean, he annoys me when he's like, we're dating other people, but like, it's such a small thing and you're just like, mm-hmm. well, here's Ross being needy again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So who's taking your wind? I was between Monica and Chandler for two different reasons. Chandler, because he's just kind of like, he, he has, doesn't do much. He doesn't have a storyline. So he's just kind of like the short comedic relief or the one liners, which aren't really they're one liners but they're not like super memorable one liners to me or i get really annoyed with monica <laughs> kind of going like well i have to drink to handle sober bobby <laughs> so i'm like mm. okay i think i'm gonna give it to chandler chandler yeah he's just he's just a non-entity so it's not that he did anything bad it's just that he's he's just not there he's not that's a fair reason yeah i'm gonna give it to rachel Oh, for lack of self-awareness. <gasps> Interesting. I would agree with you on that one. But at the same time, maybe she was just wanting something new. I can't blame her. Yes. But she is. She should have seen it. She should have seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Get it. Okay. What is your rating? Your Joey sandwich rating? Um, It's like a low three. A low three? Really? Yeah. It's not... It's not my favorite episode. I don't, mm-hmm. I, it feels stretchy. Like it feels like they're stretching time a little bit. Hmm. I don't, there's no major character development other than the days of our lives thing. That is like the yeah. biggest thing that happens. And that takes us into so many awesome storylines for Joey. You know, nothing happens with Ross and Rachel other than they're back to where they were by the end of the episode. Monica has a boyfriend, doesn't have a boyfriend. Chandler's Chandler. Phoebe's Phoebe like it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. they're there I gave this one a four really I I just like found myself really enjoying it I found myself like laughing a lot this episode oh funny and I think like a lot of the one-liners just the Ross Russ thing just like Estelle yes I found myself just actually really enjoying the episode okay maybe like yeah it's not like a five there's not any amazing things that happen but like just really fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Next one up is the one with the lesbian wedding. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. I think Phoebe annoys the shit out of me in that one. Yes. Because I-, <laughs> <laughs> I know what happens too. I know exactly what you're thinking. So we'll have to talk about that and tune so in next week it. for that. Cause that's yeah. going to be a fun one. All right. Well, thanks you guys for listening to the pivot podcast. If you continue to listen, Natalie and I have a little special audio clip that we're going to give you at the end so keep listening um through the end of the episode because you'll get to hear that and then rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts follow along on instagram at the pivot pod and then email us don't take my wind at gmail.com we will see you next week bye Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Pivot. Pivot Podcast Day. We are here with Season 2, Episode 5, the one with five steaks and an eggplant. Not my favorite title. Title. Me neither. I don't. I'm not stupid. I don't (laughs) recognize it. I recognize Mm -hmm. it. I don't resonate with it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it is what it is. So here we are. Well, welcome back. You had a week off. I did. My sister got married. She's married. Amazing. Yes. Um, there is something that you did miss last week, though. <gasps> what did I miss? I'm pregnant. 